Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast, where we share biblical truth for any girl in any season. I'm your host, Kaylee Olson, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Meredith Brock. Well, hi, Kaylee. It's good to be here today. <laughs> it is good to be here. How are you? I'm doing really good. That's doing great. really good. Just enjoying 2021 so far. Amen. Me too. Well, before we welcome our guest teacher on the podcast today, I want to ask you a question, okay? Okay, I'm ready. I want you to think of one woman in your life who exemplifies peace. Hmm. You have her? I do. Okay. Now tell me about her and and why you think that she exemplifies peace. I don't know. Um, There's this sense about her. It's my friend Mm -hmm. um, who... I met when I was a teenager. Um, Her name is Tracy Richardson. She lives in Alaska. I ended up living with her and her husband um, for like six years. And I I saw her through lots of different seasons of life. I saw her when she was newly married. I saw her when she took in this crazy (laughs) 17-year-old. I saw her when she was pregnant and after she had Mm -hmm. a baby. And I would just say there was this steadiness about her Mm -hmm. in any season where crazy things may have been happening around her, but it seemed like Tracy, who Tracy was never changed. Mm -hmm. And I could count on that. And it was a peaceful presence. Yes. Not chaotic. No, she was, it's super fun. Like she'll make me laugh so hard. So fun. Always up for an adventure. That's amazing. Well, I mean, you have to be up for an adventure if you live in in Alaska. It's very, very, very true. But I like what you said just a second ago that no matter what was going on around her, she Mm. had a steadfastness. Mm -hmm. And I think that we all want to be that kind of woman. Right, I certainly do. What I'm sensing is that there's this need for control that holds us back from being able to be that kind of woman. You know, it's built into our DNA because we're worried about our people Mm -hmm. and we're trying to protect them. We're worried about our plans and what's going on in the world. And so today I'm so excited to have our friend Katie McCowan on the podcast with us to talk about one thing we can do each day to plant peace in our soul. Welcome, Katie. Hi, Meredith and Kaylee. Wow. I mean, I was sitting here listening to about that woman thinking, that is amazing. Maybe we should get her on the podcast and interview her. (laughs) I'm sure we could arrange for that if we wanted to. But Katie, we are so excited to have you here today. Um, Our podcast friends already know you. You've been with us before. But in case you're new around here, I want to introduce Katie. Um, She is a writer for our First Five mobile app, as well as president of the She Laughs Conference. She's the wife of a football player. And y'all, she has six kids. That's double the amount of children that That's I have. So <laughs> I want to know from Katie right today, I need to know this just because I'm kind of in awe of the fact that you have six children yes. and you do all the other things <laughs> that you do. Please, please divulge some wi- wisdom to me and our listeners. Can you give me just what's a life hack that you have learned in the last year, please? Okay. And you know, I love that you said in the last year, because the last year I think has presented a lot of opportunities to learn life hacks Isn't that true? because new things have happened. And really this did happen in the last year because um, we found ourselves at home a lot mm. with all of our six children. Okay. And so you start to see things that are not necessarily going the direction you want them to go. And one of those things at my house that I was alerted to in the last year was my kitchen sink. And what I found is that um, we were all 
loading or piling, if you will, our dishes into the sink at different times of day. Like it wasn't like we were all sitting down at the dinner table together at this one time and getting our plates and our forks. And then we had the dishes at that time. My people were coming in and out of the kitchen all throughout the day. And then they were leaving these dishes behind. And by the end of the day, you couldn't see the counter for all of the dishes (laughs) overflowing out of the sink. And it would, it would create this, this bubbling, stressful feeling inside of me, right? Because every time I walked through the kitchen, I would see that uh, chore awaiting me at some point during the day. So here is what I did. This is the life hack I'm going to share with you. And it has, it has really helped eliminate this problem. I got one of those. It's a card stock arrow. It looks like a chalkboard. So it's a card stock chalkboard arrow, but it's just, it's card stock. And then I got one of these things that I think is supposed to be a placeholder, like for a card at a, at a wedding reception, but I used it to hold my arrow. And on one side of the arrow, I wrote in pretty cursive writing, please load. And on the other side of the arrow, I wrote in pretty cursive writing, please leave in sync. And so what I do now is I take my arrow and I point it to the dishwasher on the side that says, please load. And so no matter what time of day, if my boys, I have teenage boys, if they come get a snack and then they want to bring their dishes to the sink, but they see the arrow that says, please load, instead of leaving them in the sink, they load them straight into the dishwasher. And then in the moment where we're actually washing the dishes in the dishwasher or the dishes in the dishwasher are clean and we don't want dirty dishes on top of the clean ones, I turn the arrow to the sink and it points to the sink and it says, please leave in sink. And so it has kept my sink from piling up and then my heart from getting all stressed out because every time Mm -hmm. I walk through the kitchen, I see dirty dishes. Mm. So there's a life hack. That is a great life hack because I am right there with you during this season of COVID, Uh um, the amount of dishes has easily tripled in my life Uh (laughs) because everyone's just home and eating Mm -hmm. and making messes. So this is a great life hack, Katie. I'm into it. I'm going to go to the Hobby Lobby after this. Yeah, you are. Get me an arrow. Put it next to my dishwasher for me and my dog. Yeah, for you and your dog. I love it. Well, Katie, we are so excited to have you here today, and we cannot wait to hear your teaching all about peace. So why don't you take it away? Okay. Thank you so much. And, you know, I'm going to start by telling you about a time in my life in the last year uh, that wasn't so peaceful. Believe it or not, 2020 began for me in January uh, with my dad getting sick. He actually went to the hospital for the first time the last Sunday of December. So we truly began 2020 with dad sick, and he spent the next four to six weeks after that first trip to the hospital, he spent the next four to six weeks in and out of the hospital. And they ran different tests and they would, you know, think that they had identified the problem and they would send him home because he got a little bit better. And then within two, three, maybe even less time, two or three days, he would be back in the hospital again. So there was a whole lot of unknown and, and there, was a, there was a lot of con- continued to be so sick that he had to be back in the hospital. And 
during that time, a few things happened in my personal life as I was um, handling this with my dad and, and turning to the Lord, but I noticed a few things. So, so two things I noticed. First, what I really wanted was just to know what was going on. I found myself turning to God, not necessarily um, seeking God, but asking God to tell me what's going on. Not necessarily turning over control, but really wanting God to just let me in on what was going on so that I could feel like I had control. And I, I did a lot of walking during that time as much as I could outside around my house. And I was walking one day and I was having that familiar conversation with God. I mean, my, my soul was, I was afraid. I was afraid, I was worried about what would happen in the future. Um, I felt a little bit hurt because I didn't know what was going on. And I felt like God, um, I was wishing for more of an answer uh, from Him. But what I really felt like God was was drawing me to do was, was not ask Him for answers, was not ask Him to tell me how to fix it, uh, but was I was sensing that God was asking me to simply trust Him and rely on Him maybe just for the very next step, not the entire picture. Hmm. And so that was really the first part, but I'll tell you what else I found myself doing. And we're gonna talk a lot more about this in a minute. I found myself in every, almost every waking moment, looking for answers specifically on my phone or on my computer. I was Googling every possible situation, searching symptoms, searching, honestly, you guys, I was searching timelines. Like, if this is what dad has, how long, how much longer does he have? I honestly just want, I was searching and fixing my eyes on these websites, on what doctors said, on what people who might've experienced similar things said. I was letting my eyes stay in those places all of the time because I was looking for answers there. All the while, God was saying, Katie, I want you to rely on me. Maybe not for the answer, maybe not for the full picture, but rely on me right now in this moment. And what I began to realize is that he was asking me to fix my eyes on him instead of all of those other websites and all of those other search engines and and all of the other words from other people about my dad's situation. And that's what I want to talk to you about because, I mean, Meredith and Kaylee just laid it out so well. Um, the ups and the downs of life, the seasons of life, we're just, we know they're coming. And no matter what season, maybe you're there right now, you're in a season of uncertainty. I know so many of us having come through 2020, there's just a lot of carryover of those seasons. And, and what we do with our eyes, is this is what I want to share with you today. What we do with our eyes can be a really practical way during these seasons of uncertainty or sadness or or just not knowing what the future holds, where we fix our eyes can be a very practical way that we can remain those peaceful women and those steady women during that time. So I wanna read to you a verse 
in Hebrews chapter 12. It's actually the end of verse one and the beginning of verse two in Hebrews chapter 12. And this is what it says. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, looking to Jesus. And some translations will say, we do this by fixing our eyes on Jesus, just laying it out there really plain. Let us run with endurance, the race marked out for us. I think endurance is a word that we can all be a little familiar with right now. That's what we need for this leg of the race. And and I know we're all facing different things, but I think endurance is something that is required of this race that is marked out for us. And so how can we run this race with endurance no matter what we face? And Hebrews 12, 2 tells us we do this by looking to Jesus. So I want to talk a little bit more about that because it can sound really simple. Okay, great. We just need to look to Jesus. But the fact of the matter is when we think about looking to something, we think about taking our eyes and placing them on something physical like I did with my dad. I I placed my eyes on a physical news article or website or something like that. There There was something literally in front of my eyes. And so when we talk about fixing our eyes on Jesus, it may it may bring up the question, well, how do we do that? Because we do not have the physical body of Jesus in front of us in the ways that his disciples, when, when he was present on the earth with them, they could physically look to Jesus and his body and see where he went and follow him there. So how can we do that if we don't have that physical body of Christ to fix our eyes on. And that's what I want us to look into a little deeper today. And we're in order to do that, we're going to go to Psalm chapter 119. And I want to read, begin with Psalm 119 verses 15 and 16. This is what it says. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And so I love that because the psalmist tells us where he will fix his eyes. He said, I will fix my eyes on your ways. And he, he on both sides of that phrase, on your ways, just before it, he talks about meditating on your precepts and then following it on your statutes and finishing with your word. So in order to fix our eyes on Jesus, we need to fix our eyes on God's word. And let's talk a little bit more about fixing our eyes on God's word. So obviously we can put God's physical word in front of our eyes. We can look at it. We can read it. And that is the starting point. But I want to look a little deeper at that word in Psalm 119.15, just before this phrase, fix my eyes on your ways. It says, I will meditate on your precepts. So I want to talk a little bit more about this word meditate, because I think this is really what's going to help us keep looking to Jesus on this race that we are running with endurance. Okay. So the Hebrew word here that was used for meditate is synonymous 
with another Hebrew word in a lot of the Old Testament that literally means to chew the cud. Now, some of you feel like we just took a hard right turn. What (laughs) just happened? Because I just said cud. And so, yes, we are talking, when we say chew the cud, we're referring to the digestive process of a cow. (laughs) And so you may have never desired to know anything about the digestive process of a cow, but I want us to to think about it for just a minute because I think it paints a really great picture of what we can do to fix our eyes on Jesus. So here here we go, just for a minute, hang in here with me. When a cow starts to eat, it chews the food only long enough to get it soft. And then the food moves to the first of the cow's four stomach compartments, and that's where it becomes what we call cud. Then the stomach muscles bring the cud back up to the mouth of the cow where it is chewed again before swallowing it and it moves further into the digestion process. So that is what I want us to think about when we consider fixing our eyes on Jesus by fixing them on God's word. This implies something a little deeper than, well, I read the Bible for a few minutes this morning. It implies the idea that we keep bringing it up. We keep bringing God's word up in front of our eyes and into our thoughts throughout the day. So let's talk about a few ways practically that we can do this. Because it's not, our lives may not offer us the opportunity to stop every half hour and spend another five or 10 minutes in the Word, right? So let's just talk about some ideas of how we can keep bringing up God's Word in front of our eyes and into our thoughts throughout the day so that we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. I want to give you a few ideas of things I've done, and it may not work for you the way it's worked for me, but maybe it will trigger an idea for you of how you can do this in the rhythms of your everyday life. So one thing that I've done, especially when all of the kids are at home, is that I will read the Bible in the morning, read a a group of scriptures. Oftentimes it's not an entire chapter, but then what I will do is I will leave my Bible open and I will leave it out in a place where I'm going to see it throughout the day. So for me, this has been the, the counter in my kitchen because I walk through my kitchen all the time throughout the day. And so when I leave my Bible out to this portion of scripture that I began my day with, it reminds me to pause and bring God's word back up in front of my eyes and into my thoughts. Um, if you are someone who commutes for a long distance, or maybe you're just in the car a lot. Maybe you can put this in the passenger seat of your car, or, or you know, maybe it's at your desk in a place that you're, it's out of the way, but, but it'll be a place that you notice. Just kind of think of those, those places that you walk by or that you are around multiple times throughout the day. And is there a place that you can leave your Bible out and open so that you're reminded through the day to pause and go back to God's word? 
Another thing that I have done is I'll set an alarm on my phone because I have my phone with me uh, where if I, if I, you know, run an errand, I have my phone. If, I, if I'm at home, my phone is somewhere in the house, although I don't always know where, but it's somewhere. But I'll set an alarm on my phone and I will label it pray. Because listen, if you're like me, you'll set that alarm. And then when it goes off, you won't remember why you set that alarm. So label it. There's a place on your phone to put a label and I'll label it pray. And I'll set that alarm to go off multiple times a day. And when the alarm goes off, that is my reminder to pause, take my mind off of everything that's swirling around me and place my eyes on Jesus. And even if it's for less than a minute, I pause. If I can kneel where I am, I kneel and I pray. And that's just another way to take our eyes off of what's happening around us and fix them on Jesus. And then the last thing I want to offer you for a practical way to do this, we started doing this at my house during the pandemic. And what we'll do, what we've done is we print out a Bible verse just on a a white piece of printer paper, nothing fancy over here. Uh, We'll print out that Bible verse and tape it to the wall next to the sinks where we wash our hands. So if in, you know, we have a boy's bathroom, we have a girl's bathroom at the house and they both get a Bible verse printed out by their sink. And then, you know, there's that time that you're supposed to wash your hands. And, and when I was a kid, I would hear to sing happy birthday all the way through two times while you wash your hands. And then, you know, you've washed long enough. Well, what we've done is instead of singing happy birthday all the way through twice, we'll read the verse. And I always encourage my kids to read it out loud because then not only is it in front of your eyes, but you're also hearing it while you say it. And so it's a really sweet way, one, to memorize scripture and just store it in your heart, but two, to keep God's word in front of your eyes. And then bonus, you have clean hands when you're finished with it. So those are just a few practical ways that we can keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in the rhythms of every day and and in the the different seasons of life. And then I mentioned this just a minute ago, but I want to talk about one final thing when we consider how to fix our eyes on Jesus. And I mentioned it just a minute ago. But if we go back to Hebrews 12, 2, and the phrase fixing our eyes or looking to Jesus, the Greek word translated to that phrase implies the idea of turning our eyes away from something in order to fix them on something else. So if we want to fix our eyes on Jesus, yes, we need to keep God's word in front of our eyes. We need to practice fixing our eyes on God's word and his ways, but it will also require us to turn our attention away from other things. So as we close, I want you to consider the other things that you will need to turn your eyes away from in order to fix them on Jesus. There are so many things that vie for the attention of our eyes. 
It could be a news feed or a television channel. It could be that ticker that scrolls across the bottom of a screen. For me and my dad, it was, it was those websites. It was searching the internet. And I had to turn my eyes away from that in order to fix them on Jesus. And I want to close and, and tell you this. Uh, my dad did end up, I liked, the way I like to say it is that he moved to heaven. Um, dad spent four to six weeks in and out of the hospital. And then he left life on earth and moved to heaven. But what God taught me during the days that dad was sick, leading up to the day that he died, what God taught me about turning my eyes away from other things and fixing them on him sustained me during the days after my dad passed and moved to heaven. So I don't tell you all of this to tell you that when we fix our eyes on Jesus, everything is going to be great and all of our earthly circumstances will present themselves so that we have peace. That's not the point. The point is, is that no matter what we face, we can fix our eyes on Jesus and that will be enough to sustain us no matter what we face. Hmm. So good, Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of us can, you know, look to a time or remember a time when we just felt like our circumstances were out of control and we were afraid and everything felt uncertain. And I know I can look at my past and say there were times when I didn't handle it well mm-hmm. and, you know, I went into unhealthier places in my life. And then there's times when I did exactly what you said, which was turning my eyes to Jesus. And I was able to find that peace in my soul, Mm -hmm. even when circumstances were out of control. Um, I think it's so good. As you were talking, I was reflecting on um, how I am naturally, when people say meditate, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that sounds boring. (laughs) 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 Because I, I, it just feels, first, there's something inside of me that is like, well, that feels so ineffective, right? Just sitting mm-hmm. there thinking about something. Like, I'm, I'm a girl who likes to take action. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a take action. I'm not just going to sit here and think about something. I'm going to figure out a way to fix this problem. And I was reflecting on when I was getting my master's degree in counseling, there is a counseling theory called cognitive behavioral therapy. And I remember when I learned this, I was like, wow, meditating is actually very, very action oriented Mm -hmm. because what you're doing is you're taking your ineffective thoughts, which for us is lies that we've probably believed about ourselves or our circumstance or who God is or what's happening around us. We take those thoughts captive, like it says in scripture, Mm -hmm. and we replace them with the truth of God's word. And that um, is cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. And so as you were talking, I just wanted to speak to our friends who are listening right now. When things feel out of control, you will naturally, we all naturally grapple for control. We reach for it. We try to grab hold of it and take control back. But by meditating on God's word, Mm -hmm. you are actually taking true action Mm -hmm. towards changing your thoughts, which will then change that sense of peace inside of you. Mm -hmm. So, so good. Kaylee, you Mm -hmm. and I were kind of glancing back and forth. I think you have a really great pointer that maybe you've used in your own life to help find peace in hard 
places. Yeah, sure. Well, I love what Meredith just said about cognitive behavior therapy and the idea of taking a thought captive and replacing it with truth. You know, it's biblical and it's exactly what Katie was talking about whenever she mentioned earlier about when she and her dad were Googling answers instead of going to God's word. And I, I know that there's so much unrest that that can bring up. And maybe there's a situation in your life right now where you are looking at Google for the answers and you're not going to God's word. I've been there, and I know that those times are so hard. And so I just want to encourage you guys and and say that the longing that you feel deep inside when there is an unrest in your soul, that longing is a longing for connection with God. And like Katie said earlier, the best way we can fix our eyes on Jesus is to go to His Word. And my husband and I, at the very beginning of this year, started doing something, and we literally started reading the Bible from uh, page one. And it's really exciting. Glad that we started doing it. But what I noticed, even in the first week of us doing that, there were times where I didn't want to read about all the laws and the commandments. But even in those moments where I felt this tug in my heart to go to the Word, to go into Scripture, when I opened my Bible and when I fixed my eyes on the Word, even passages in Exodus helped me feel at peace and helped me feel just flooded with God's presence. And so what Katie was sharing about in her teaching today about fixing your eyes on Jesus That brings so much peace. And so I don't know what that looks like for you, but maybe maybe one thing that you can do today is open your Bible, find a passage like Psalm 91 and get your journal out and just start writing verse by verse. Meditate on those words and see how it brings you peace in your day. And if today's teaching resonated with you, Katie recently released a Bible study called She Smiles Without Fear, Proverbs 31 for every woman. It's a five-week study that dives into none other than our favorite passage, Proverbs 31. And we will ha- <laughs> it will help you overcome that fear and anxiety um, by studying God's Word. We have linked to it in our show notes, so make sure you go there and check it out. Yep. And then lastly, Katie is a First Five writer. And so, of course, we couldn't go without mentioning our free First Five mobile app. Right now, we are in the book of Ephesians, but you can download the app and jump in anytime to spend the first five minutes of your day in God's Word with us and keep meditating on His Word like we talked about. That's right. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that today's message helps you know the truth and live the truth of God's Word because we believe when you do, it changes everything. 